0: Feature presents Howling 2 and 7-2, episode 24, a minute-by-minute podcast covering 1985's Howling 2, Your Sister's a Werewolf, and 1994's Howling New Moon Rising, the seventh in the series. And uh, let's see, we are, I'm saying this on all the other ones, uh, minute-by-minutes I'm doing right now, but I'm still in the midst of trying to make the episodes a little shorter right now, so we're kind of seeing how that's going, kind of seeing how that's doing, so this is hopefully be a little more exact than other, well having said that if you're listening to the round of the 24's I recorded the Frankenstein for first and that went as long as a regular episode, but then I did Spookies and Ghost House and that was shorter we'll see how this one goes, because each of these looks like they're about to have a werewolf attack in it finally, for part 7 and this is our second one for um, right, our second one for part, yeah, for part 2 and let's, let's just go right to Howling 2 right here um Red Brown who I think is Mark and Jenny are in the woods uh, in the cemetery and they are approaching the crypt and um uh Chris release character is already there with the body of, of of Mark's sister and he's praying over her and uh there's something a werewolf creeping around in the darkness but Ben um uh Reb uh, um uh Mark is it Mark or Ben Reb Brown <laughs> Has now I, now I've, now I'm done myself. Red Brown's character has a gun, so we will see what happens next. Here, use this ammo. Okay. Thank you. Let this woman, thy servant, be Is ben? I don't know, Ben, Jenny, and Stefan. And Stefan is um, praying over uh, the body of the sister, who obviously is not Dean Wallace. And he is um, covering, like, the titanium stake he has with holy water. And uh, you see a brief glimpse of something possibly in the chapel or crypt with him. Meanwhile, our gang out in the, um, Ben and Jenny are, um, about to be attacked by werewolves. You can tell they're about to be attacked because Reb Brown lets loose with the strike commando space mutiny shriek. I love that he does that. I don't know what he does. that. I don't know why he does that. Um, it makes sense sometimes. Here it just seems really weird because they hear the wolf growl. And then Jenny lets out a bit of a whoa, but he is like, Wah! and starts, starts firing the minute ends with him yelling again. I always like hearing that, that that's always kind of fun. I don't know, the Reb Brown shriek. Um, I I mean, I'm wondering if there were times when, like, like when Philip Mora was on the set, you know, like when they were shooting this or something. He said, all right, so you see the werewolf, and and you let off a couple shots. Okay, I'll do that. Roar. Ah! Um, Reb, can I talk to you for a moment? Oh, sure, Philippe. What's up? Um, uh when you heard the growl I, I thought you were just going to fire I did well you let off this strange like shriek first I mean it almost sometimes there it almost sounded like um, he got he heard the howl of the approaching werewolf or whatever it is and he got scared and in order to sort of counteract the fear he yelled back at it sort of as loud as it was yelling at him I don't know if that makes sense and you'll see he lets off a couple of yells in Space Mutiny, which don't make sense. But I like that right here, that he got scared, and his yell is just his version of a scream, but with more, err behind it to kind of get his adrenaline going. But I like that, like Philip go- Philip going, you know, sort of, yeah, but you screamed. I did not. Well, let's, can we play back the audio from that? Sure, yeah. Did you Did you hear that? I didn't hear anything. I heard the werewolf howl, and then I fired did you? You didn't hear the scream? No. Okay. Well, let's do it again. And please don't scream. I didn't scream. All right. Wolf. Rob, You did it again. Did I do it again? Really? I don't know. I don't know what that sound is. That's. I think. I would. Ta- I would talk to your boom guy. I don't know where he's pointing that thing. But but that. I'm not doing that. I. I like the thought that maybe he doesn't know. He's letting off shrieks like that. Now he is on the. You're the hunter from the future. Um, commentary. Is that a commentary in Halloween 2? Also, I don't. I don't like to look at the extras when I'm doing them because unless you know, say like Spookies, where there's really weird stuff going on, because I I like to sort of discover as I go, even if I've seen the film before. This isn't when, when you do when you're doing a minute by minute with me. This isn't like. You know, it isn't like one that's. This isn't like a one that's filled with research It's going to give you all the information you need, and everything you need about the cast and the crew and making the film and everything. No, 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 no. I'm watching what's on the screen and commenting on it, and I think it's fun. And I think people enjoy it because I've had a lot of people listen to it. That, yeah, obviously, obviously. Um, you know, I I can. Maybe I'll listen to one of the comments. I'm sure Red Brown is on... Red Brown is on a featurette here, but I'm not sure if he is on a commentary. He's a great, amiable fellow, sort of like Michael Dudikoff, very amiable. And the same way that Michael Dudikoff's voice is a little high, Red Brown lets off these shrieks. And um, it's all fun. It's the, the idiosyncrasies of the action stars of the 80s before CGI took our action stars away from us and made everyone into an action star. So anyway um yeah that's that's actually about it for the minute I I guess I kept that pretty precise so yeah they're running around and there's a werewolf and he's firing I think she put the silver the titanium she gave him the silver titanium bullets or whatever so he's firing that at the werewolf and um Stefan we can hear the shots but in the crypt where Stefan is is he's he's watering up the the stake but he doesn't he doesn't seem particularly bothered by the shooting so that's our Stefan So, um, yeah, that's this minute here. So we finally got some sort of werewolf attack. It's nice. The the, the space they're in doesn't look like they're in a cemetery. It looks like they're in the woods somewhere. Now, granted, there could be woods. The woods uh, could be surrounding the, the edge of the cemetery. But usually, usually when they stake out a place for a cemetery, they use the space for the cemetery. They don't, you know, like... On a, on a, on a, I'm not a golfer, but like on a golf course, you know, most of the space there on the golf course that is the golf course is... Me- is You know, you, you, you don't find huge ornamental fountains in the center of a golf course or something like that. Every, everything is generally... Used towards the... If there is a patch of woods, the patch of woods is in some way, some way, maybe somewhere the ball might end up kind of thing, like a sand trap or something like that. So it, it seems like there's a bit too much woods here for me. But I'm okay with it. I kept expecting to see... I mean, at one point I thought I saw maybe a tombstone, but it was like in the middle of the trees. You know, this isn't like some strange, like weird-ass, like um, flesh-eater or like um kind of hillbilly graves like in the middle of a savage weekend middle of nowhere kind of thing. This is a regular I think Los Angeles cemetery. So um, but yeah there's some chasing around there's some excitement and and um, we'll we'll see we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens if there's um we just have brief glimpses of the werewolf so not not much happened there but we'll see we'll see what occurs next. So um let's go to howling uh, Newman Rising where um the guy who um, Ted argued with a few moments before is throwing up outside of his uh, hotel room or motel room or, or cabin or whatever it is. And yes, there is something s- s- streaking about the area with a red filter point of view. It's th- it's like two or three in the morning, by the way. So let us see if we have more werewolf action in New Moon, or any werewolf action in New Moon Rising. <coughs> Ted's looking a little bit sketchy here. Something, clearly the werewolf, the red point of view, I think gave that away, has killed that guy. We'll call him Burley, um, the pukemeister. The uh, the, yeah, the minute ends with Ted breaking into his room looking for something um, because the guy accidentally locks himself out. I'm not sure how he... I guess, I guess he... Um, it's, it's weird because the, the reason why he's out there to get attacked by the werewolf is when he steps out and pukes, the door swings shut and locks him out. And he kind of hears something, he goes wandering, and he moves towards, like, um... He he basically moves towards the red POV, kind of looking around like he can't see what's going on. And when we see the size of the werewolf later, and we see how close he gets to the werewolf before he realizes there's something there, that's going to seem a little weird. Um, because he gets very... And it looks like there's just, like, a branch, like, blocking him from the werewolf, and he he can't see that thing i guess not he was very drunk but he he's actually seems okay as he walks away from the um from the from the place there's a weird moment where he's he's fiddling with the doorknob fiddling with the doorknob and then you suddenly it cuts to him looking out over the over the area but for like a split second you can like still hear the doorknob going it's a bit of a weird sound segue um but yeah he does get killed it's not it's nice to get to see someone get killed and that's a bit of a relief it's not um it feels like um i I can't think what but but it feels sort of it's like a slightly inept slasher we know you sit around waiting for someone to get killed and then it's done in such a um haphazard almost like oh we don't know how to do this kind of way where you're like well at least something happened because you kind of see it kind of like the camera moves towards him he lets out a yell and then you see his like arm on the ground with blood on it like his hand goes into a fist and he dies and then he's all, we do see some blood he's all, when the point of view goes away we see this front of his chest is all torn up and clawed up and something is dragging him away the werewolf and um, and I mean that's a pretty smart werewolf I mean normally when the werewolves attack and kill they don't immediately hide which is um, which is I, th- I think again to throw some suspicion pause me on Ted because he's about to break in the room like since the point of view is gone could this be Ted hiding the body? He finds the body and hides it, and thinks someone's going to think I did that, or is it the werewolf hiding the body? Because it's a pretty smart werewolf, and it knows that Ted's up to something, and it wants to, um, you know, make Ted suspicious. Or, but, the, but the fact that the fact that Ted goes to this guy's room, breaks in, and just goes right in and starts looking around, and doesn't have a moment where he's like, "Hey, where's the guy?" think leads one to believe that possibly he was the one he he was maybe going to confront this guy saw his body and has hidden it somewhere and now he's breaking into his room that's the only thing that makes sense to me because like when he tries the door it's locked and there's kind of a bit of a moment of surprise but it's like well why wouldn't it be locked if he's in there sleeping i always lock the hotel room and i do i do the way he does that he uh, clive turner does that thing that 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 great thing that um uh, what was that film I watched recently? What is that? Champagne and Bullets. Um, which has three different versions of it. And it's, it's one of those great ones where like the, the the star of it is also like the writer, director, producer. And so he gives himself like the best looking lady to mess around with and he gives himself the best action scenes and he gets himself a musical number and this this is kind of that same thing because um the, the big guy, the guy who's clearly bigger than Ted, can't get into the room because the door is locked. Now he does get distracted by the noise of the werewolf so that could be something but Ted, it's interesting because Ted basically, he tries the knob, it doesn't work and he just gives it the lightest kick and the door flies open and he goes in the room and begins looking at stuff. But yeah, the uh... And obviously, again, he must know the guy's not in there. Um, because kicking the door open, if the guy was in there, is just going to raise up a lot of fuss. And kicking the door open is surely going to raise up a lot of fuss, too. But then this movie isn't... When people are in line dancing, it's not long in logic. So, And, and the story, the backstory, is only going to get more complicated as we go along here. One could ask the question also that the guy opens the door, throws open the door, pukes, and then as he turns around, the door swings shut. But when Ted kicks open the door, the door just stays in one spot. It doesn't swing shut. And when you look at the doors, these are not the kind of doors that swing shut. These are like cabin doors. They stay open. So why did the door... Maybe the werewolf did it. Maybe some sort of supernatural power that the werewolf had to close the door knowing it was locked. And maybe the-, maybe the werewolf had someone inside the room hidden to swing the door shut and lock the door. I don't know. I'm making some of this up. But the werewolf is there, and it does go after this guy who is sort of specific to Ted. And again, maybe Ted's the werewolf. I, I would doubt it, because then he'd still be the werewolf, wouldn't he, if there's a full moon? I don't know. Maybe maybe this is a much more powerful sort of werewolf, like in Howling 2. The, the werewolves are evolving. Maybe they're able to, even during a full moon, switch back to their human form. I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, it, it does have the question, when, when the door swings shut on the room, you're like, okay, it's those kind of doors. And he didn't know it because he's drunk. But then, when Ted goes in, even though he kicked the door open, surely the door would still would move in some fashion. I mean, he didn't kick the door down. He just he just he just kicked it at the spot where you know the knob the knob is the knob and the lock are. And um, so I don't know why the door's is now swinging shut for Ted. But I, I like the sort of bedding and everything on the um, it's um, on on the and the bed in the room. The the room is a little more little house on the prairie than i thought it would be i thought it would be more of a year kind of room but it's a little more um it's a little more like one of my older aunts would have designed it and that's fine that's fine so love the room looks very comfy It's it's it looks like you know there's a a, you know bathroom there and everything I, i imagine it's a very nice little room although i'm looking in the distance and i see way off in the distance when you look out the door you can see some redness uh, in the sky there, and I don't know if we're meant. What time of the day we're meant to be? Red sky morning. Say, let's take warning Of course, we're in the middle of the desert, so there's no sailing going on. But uh, yeah, so so this has a werewolf attack. Finally, um, it's not as elaborate as the werewolf attack in Howling Two. And in fact, it's basically three shots. Um, But, um, yeah, we have the intrigue going on with Ted. Is he the werewolf? How did he know the guy was gone? Did he hide the body? He must have a very powerful foot or boot. Maybe it's a bionic boot. Maybe he's got a bionic leg, a bionic foot. You know, he's the... He's a $60,000 man. Um, You know, they just gave him a bionic foot. Um, So... Yeah, so Ted's in there looking for something, and that guy's dead, and there's definitely a werewolf around there. And the fact that the werewolf was right there a moment ago and isn't attacking Ted, at least at the moment, means something's at play here. Something's going on, and we will find out as we go. But I will leave it here, because this went longer than I um, thought it would, but that's fine. So thank you, everyone, for joining me for Howling 2 and 7-2, episode 24. We will be back next time to find out possibly what Ted's looking for and see the aftermath of that killing and werewolf attack continues in Howling 2. Be good yourselves, everyone. Listen to this.